Welcome to SonaCast, a podcast from the team at Sona Nanotech Inc. Sona's unique gold nanorods will power next generation diagnostic devices and medical applications. In every podcast, we seek to learn more about our industry with expert insight and special guests. Welcome to episode 8 of SonaCast. This week, Sona Nanotech has attended the BioDot Lateral Flow Workshop 2019 in Amsterdam in the Netherlands. In this special episode of SonaCast, recorded in Amsterdam, we speak to John Witten of BioDot and Klaus Hochleitner of GE. We managed to grab John in between his hosting duties to talk about the purpose of the workshop and what the future holds for this popular event in the lateral flow calendar. Meanwhile, Klaus, who gave two presentations at the workshop, tells us about his three decades of experience in lateral flow. So, I'm... Darren Evans, Sona's Head of Communications, and I'm here with John Whitten, the European Sales Director for BioDot, which is, of course, uh, organising the Lateral Flow Workshop 2019. Um, John, can you tell us a little bit about this event, the sort of uh, things that people are going to be learning and the sort of uh, people who are attending? Yes, uh, we've got a a range of, of delegates coming here. Some people are looking at Lateral Flow for the very first time, Uh, Others may be working for companies who've got a history in lateral flow but themselves have little uh, understanding, Uh, so they come along as a sort of quick and dirty introduction to lateral flow. So uh, we've got all sorts of abilities uh, across the the piece of um, uh, experience. So um, we try and cater, we we, we call it the introduction to lateral flow, we try and cater for that early starter in in the, uh, the diagnostic test area. And what kind of differentiates this from a lot of other uh, events in this sector is that there are actual practical hands-on workshops in which people get to construct a lateral flow test. Yes, um, a lot of the competitors are, are probably giving very good presentations, but we try and differentiate it with uh, people sitting in front of equipment and actually running tests, uh, making tests and running those tests at the end and, and are getting a working uh, result out of it. Uh, it's, it's nice to think that we're working just in a, a conference room with no particular environmental conditions, yet we still get an acceptable result out of it. So I think that's, it's quite a nice for people to get their hands dirty with uh, the thing at the very beginning, uh, instead of just sitting there and, and having uh, information thrown at them and trying to absorb it. Absolutely. Um, Sona first attended the Lateral Flow Workshop last year when it was held in uh, Zaragoza and it was a, a huge success for us and uh, similarly this year is also a, a really good event. You know, it's a great place to, to meet new contacts, to, to get new business and also to learn about the new developments in the uh, field. Um, can you tell us how long has this event been going now and, and how has it kind of changed over the years? Okay, uh, I've been with the company almost 20 years um, and we've done it for 20 years. We've hopped around a little bit in in Europe. Um, Our parent company do a similar sort of thing in uh, the States. So uh, we've got uh, coverage of both areas. Um, There's not a huge amount of change. Uh, I think we are seeing more um, interest in the larger scale equipment. So potentially uh, we're seeing people who may have attended 10 or 15 years ago now coming back and saying, okay, let's talk about larger capacity equipment. And there's much more interest from the uh, more um, technical aspect of these things. So we're looking at multiplexing, we're looking at uh, readers, we're looking at um, use of, of mobile phones, of smartphones for transferring data and information about, which is 
really beginning to uh, become more common compared to 20 years ago. But the, the fact that we can just put two lines down is, is still pretty core to what we do at the, the workshop and what we sell our equipment for. Okay, so uh, going forward then, how do you uh, expect the event to change over the coming years? Um, it seems to be getting bigger. Uh, well, it's, there's no seam about it. It is getting bigger. And we're realising that the practical side of it is becoming less um, uh, uh, handleable in that... Uh, we would have had maybe 25 people 15 years ago, and you've got quite small intimate groups. Uh, so now we're uh, up at 62 people this time. So the, uh, the practical side of it gets a little bit more difficult to organize. So uh, we're looking at trying to uh, make that a little bit more intimate again and, and bring back that much more um, intimate feeling when we're talking to the people so that they, they can feel free to answer questions, ask questions and um, talk without the uh, without everybody in the room realizing what they're talking about so okay um let, let's talk a little bit about biodot because biodot is really one of the biggest kind of equipment uh, manufacturers and suppliers to the the diagnostics industry and i understand that over the years you've uh, been responsible or your equipment has been responsible for helping to produce billions of uh, diagnostic tests yeah, yeah. so could you tell us a little bit about where the company is today and then your role within it specifically okay um, the the company is an american-owned company our headquarters and manufacturing of equipment is based in uh, california um, we are um, a, a wholly owned subsidiary here in, in the UK. Um, we're about um, 65 people worldwide. Uh, there's eight or nine people in the UK at any one time. The UK has an application lab, but we're principally sales uh, and marketing side for the um, equipment. Uh, we do installations, we do some training, but uh, the manufacturing is all done in the States. Uh, and that's that's happened about 20 years ago that started up so um. okay and then your role as the european sales director must take you all over the continent i imagine it, it does um it, we we have a sort of core area within europe that we are um, selling to uh, the uk france germany are, are very strong markets for diagnostic tests uh, but surprisingly places like ireland uh, like finland but we've got a remarkable amount of business in for relatively small countries. Uh, we are seeing more and more interest from um, areas that are perhaps not so central to Europe. So we've, we're selling into Hungary, we're selling into Poland. Uh, we're very much trying to sell more into places like Russia. Uh, we've seen um, labs based in places like Malawi, Madagascar, who've, who've purchased from us. So. Um, but the core business is still the heart of Europe uh, at the moment. Uh, we don't see that particularly changing. Uh, our parent company cover North America and South America, and then we have a subsidiary in China, and then other areas that are either covered uh, by people from the States or we have uh, distributors in those markets. Okay. Finally then, and in terms of the, the technology itself, the lateral flow technology and then the tests, is there one particular growth area, perhaps one particular area of diagnostics that you see coming on over the next few years or, or you know, the way the technology is going to develop? Yeah. If you'd asked that question five, maybe six or seven years ago, I would have said it was quantification. There was a much bigger push towards quantification and to the use of readers for that sort of result. But now I think there's a, a sort of dual area that is, is beginning to become very much more important, and that's trying to multiplex. 
So you're taking one sample and you're getting more than one result from it. And there's a number of techniques to try and do that. Uh, a sort of fairly um, simple way is to just put multiple sticks into one cassette and run parallel tests. But we're seeing increasingly use of, say, an array type of um, design of a test on a stick to try and get, as I say, more than one result from a, a, a sample that's been given. So that's the, the big changes there. But I, I don't think we can get away from the fact that the nice simplicity of lateral flow, that sort of visual reading, the, the, the eyeball, the Mark I eyeball reading the test, is still very critical. There's a lot of medical requirements, medical diagnostic requirements in areas where there's no electricity, there's no labs, there's no trained personnel, and being able to use something as simple as a one-step test to prove that a person has got a disease or a problem is still very, very important, and it's still a big, big part of the market. Mm. So it's it's an old technology, but there's plenty of life left in it yet. Oh, I, th I think so. It, it, it's kind of like, you know, the king is dead long with the king. It, it is going to be around for a long time soon. There's new areas opening up for it all the time. Um, if you'd have said there was veterinary testing or horticultural testing 20 years ago, people would have gone, hmm, I suppose, yeah, there is some. Now it's, we're seeing much more of that for the farmer, for the horticulturalist, testing for disease, testing for quality and what have you. So there's, there's lots and lots of legs left in natural flow. Excellent. John, thanks ever so much for joining us today. No problem. Thank you for having me. Hello, I'm Darren Evans and I'm here with Klaus Hochleitner, the Global Leads Technical Product Specialist for GE. Um, Klaus, can you tell me a little bit about your role at GE and a bit about what your department does? Well, I've covered a couple of different roles at GE. My current role is um, helping customers and setting up lateral flow, flow through line blot assays, that means diagnostic tests on membranes and papers. Mm. Okay, and um, how long have you been doing that? Well, in that current role, I'm since 2011, but I'm working on uh, especially lateral flow tests since 1993, when I started to work for Schleicher & Schill in Germany, a membrane company that was later acquired by Wattman, which was then acquired by GE. Okay, so you've obviously been working with lateral flow technology for um, well, a good few decades now. Uh, can you give us a little bit of a, a potted history on, on how it's changed since you started working with it? Well, when we started working on lateral flow, it was very few applications. The commercial driver to develop lateral flow tests in general was the pregnancy test. So um, the idea was to enable women to test for pregnancy in privacy at home. And uh, well, at the end, there were four companies claiming having patents on that. Um, and after the pregnancy test became a commercial success, that which was happening very rapidly, it was a commercial success when, it's, when I started working uh, on letter flow. Uh, the application spread rapidly to things like drugs of abuse, something that's also uh, addressed by urine as a sample at that time. Um, and then it moved to infectious disease diagnostics, and in the meantime, almost everything that's that's present in an aqueous solution or can be resolubilized in an aqueous buffer uh, can be analyzed and is being analyzed in lateral flow tests, provided that there are capture molecules available, specific capture molecules available. Okay, and looking at the technology as it is today, what are the, the kind of interesting trends, what's exciting you about the technology at the moment? 
What, what's exciting me is that the applications are still exploding, especially after the, the last of the, of the founder patents expired in 2015, uh, which was valid in the US only. So you see a lot of academic research. And as I said, you see lateral flow now everywhere in environmental, in food and beverage, in um, veterinary diagnostics. Yes, of course, in, in human diagnostics, the applications are still growing. Uh, the good thing is it's, it's a remote test. Um, that means it can theoretically even be done by lay people uh, at home, at the field, uh, when you go for agricultural tests. So field really means field that's outside uh, during the harvest. And um, it's, uh, it's amazing um, how many new ideas people develop for lateral flow. And it's an it's a inexpensive test at the end. And that means it could bring diagnostics into poor regions, into rural regions where there is no hospital in sight for, for hours or even days uh, of travel and that helps uh, to keep people or to, to give that, uh, diagnostic applications and to improve the health uh, for people even in very remote regions. Okay, you've got a, a teaching and a training role as well as part of your um, job. Uh, when you deliver the, these training sessions, these workshop sessions about lateral flow technology, do people come with their own kind of perceived idea of what it is and are they then surprised to find out the actual potential uses of it? Uh, sometimes yes, but in, in most cases people know quite well um, what is theoretically possible. What they're asking for is uh, how can uh, their ideas ideas be translated into something that's that's real life um, and that that's my task and that's why I'm, I like my position I'm, I'm meeting new challenges perhaps not every day but every week mm -hmm. uh, and what are some of the uh, the challenges in lateral flow as the technology the, the, stands the, the current challenges is about improving sensitivity we, we always well everybody wants to improve sensitivity of diagnostic tests um, it's, it's about multiplexing so we talk about um, detecting several targets in the same sample um, at the same time on the same test strip. And that, that's a major challenge. Uh, and it's quantitation. So we are far away from the days where we just wanted yes, no answers. Uh, what we now want to know is what is the, the approximate concentration of target X in the sample liquid. And that's very much interesting, for example, in chronic diseases, uh, in acute things like myocardial infarction. Uh, and it's interesting in things like companion diagnostics. Okay. Now, we're here at the uh, BioDot Lateral Flow Workshop 2019. Um, why do you think events like this are so important for lateral flow test developers and manufacturers? It's for us, as, as a material manufacturer, it's important because we can present what we are able to, uh, to do with materials in order to support that business. For our customers, it's important because uh, they get a, an overview about uh, reagent suppliers, material suppliers, service providers. Um, in a nutshell, on a very short-term basis, this workshop is theoretically intended for beginners, but I've seen uh, during all of these years that I'm doing these workshops, a lot of experienced people that visited these workshops and left them with new ideas and, and information that they did not have before. And uh, we think that these workshops are a major driver for the industry. Okay. Um, and finally then, you've talked about where the technology is today, but where do you see the technology heading in the next five to ten years? What are the potentials for lateral flow? 
The potentials for lateral flow is definitely to, to bring even clinical diagnostics home. So what, what I'm uh, expecting is that you will see, for example, cancer patients monitoring chemotherapy at home using lateral flow tests. You can basically transfer test results into a cloud. That means a lateral flow test where you have a digital output that's transferred by a mobile phone app or direct uh, into a cloud and then materializes on the computer of a medical trained person that can interpret the results and can come back with a diagnosis and with a therapy if necessary. Okay, Klaus, thanks ever so much for joining us. Thank you. That's all from Sonacast this week. Thanks for listening and don't forget to subscribe to make sure you don't miss future episodes. Also, make sure to follow us on social media to keep up to date with all the latest news and analysis from Team Sona. You can find us on Twitter at Sona Nanotech, on LinkedIn, just search for Sona Nanotech Inc., and on Instagram at Sona underscore Nanotech. Team Sona will be attending various industry events throughout 2019, including the Lateral Flow Workshop in Amsterdam, the Lateral Flow Course in San Diego, Medica in Dusseldorf, and AACC in Anaheim we will be recording future podcasts. If you'd like to be one of our special guests, please get in touch through any of our social media channels. Also, we would love to get your feedback on Sonacast, so please get in touch to let us know what you think, or if you have any ideas for future guests or content.